out this morning. We're going to go ahead and get started with our worship service. Uh, if you'd all bow with me, we'll have a prayer and then we'll get started. Father, we're thankful for being here today. We're thankful for, uh, for you being here today, God, uh, with us. God, we're thankful to be in your presence. Uh, Father, we are so thankful for all of the blessings that you give to us every day. Uh, Father, just for waking up. Uh, Father, for hearing rain. Uh, God, for seeing uh, just the way that you constantly bless us, bless the earth, uh, bless the things around us, Father. Um, God, as we start to see, uh, again, the changing of seasons, uh, Father, we start to see uh, little bits of color uh, popping out in leaves and, and the trees and plants changing. Uh, Father, we're thankful for that. God, we're thankful for the time when we uh, can see uh, just how powerful you are, uh, Father, to uh, take things that have, uh, that have been growing, Father, and to produce crops, uh, Father, and to produce just so many things, God, and we know that you are, uh, you have designed everything so well. Uh, Father, we're just in awe of you. Father, we're in awe of you um, in your power, Father, and of your provision for us. Uh, Father, the way that you uh, just give us everything that we need, Father, and so much more than that. Uh, Father, we are um, we're so blessed to be here. Uh, we're blessed to be among your people. Father, help us to take this time and to appreciate uh, the encouragement to appreciate the, uh, the fellowship that we have together, uh, Father, and to, um, to be lifted up uh, in you, uh, God, and to help us to uh, praise you. Uh, Father, you're so worthy of our praise. You're so worthy of everything that we are, God. And I just pray that we would uh, give our lives to you, pray that we give our hearts to you, uh, Father, that we can truly be yours, Father, that we can be truly lifted up uh, this morning. To, to you, uh, God, we can lift our praise. Father, I pray that you would be with those who are sick. Father, you would give them your blessing. Father, you would lay your hands on them. Help us to be uh, useful to them in whatever way they need. Uh, Father, help us to, um, to reach out. Father, to, to help, uh, to do whatever we can in those situations. Uh, Father, I pray that you would be with those who have lost loved ones. Uh, that you would give them comfort. You would give them peace. Father, help us to um, encourage them, uh, to support them, and to just be there, uh, God, in whatever way is needed. Uh, we, can, uh, we can help them to feel your love. Uh, Father, and then just pray that you would um, be with our time this morning. Pray that you would be with the men who will serve, that you will be with their hearts, uh, that they can have the heart to serve and to speak, uh, to speak about you, Father. You are the reason that we're here. Uh, Father, I pray that you would be with Jamie and the lesson that he has this morning. God, that you would be with his heart and his words, that he can speak boldly about you. Uh, he can speak boldly the things that you have given to him. Uh, Father, I just um, pray that we would all be blessed by being here. Pray for all the marriages here, Father, that you would, uh, you would bless them. You would help, uh, help every marriage here to keep you at the center of their, uh, their relationship. We can be drawn together and we can be drawn to you. Father, just go with us now. In Christ's name, amen. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heaven. 
y'all stand with me for this song? I'll have this song and then our scripture reading and prayer. How do you explain? How do you describe? A love that goes from east to west And runs as deep as it is wide You know all our hopes Lord, you know all our fears And words cannot express the love we feel But we long for you to hear Listen to our hearts and hear our spirits sing a song of praise and close from those you have redeemed. We will use the words we know to tell you what an awesome God you are, but words are not enough to tell you of our love, so listen to our hearts. If words could fall like rain from these lips of mine, and if I had a thousand years, Lord, I would still run out of time. If you listen to my heart, every beat will say, Thank you for the life, thank you for the truth, and thank you for the way. So listen to our hearts, and hear our spirits sing. A song of praise that flows from those you have redeemed. We will use the words we know to tell you what an awesome God you are, but words are not enough to tell you of our love, so listen to our hearts, listen to our hearts, and hear our spirits sing, a song of praise that flows from those you have redeemed. Tell you what an awesome God you are, but words are not enough to tell you of our love, so listen to our hearts. Scripture reading today is from Psalms 46, verses 1 through 11. Now, this is a big one. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. 
Come and see what the Lord has done, the desolations he has brought on the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, Be still and know I am God. I will be exalted among, among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Father, I want to thank you for this day. I want to thank you for giving us the opportunity to gather today in your presence. But you are always in our presence. I ask that this sermon be pleasing and uplifting to you, and you be with Jamie as you bring the message with you. I ask that you be with those who are traveling, watch over us, bless us, and be with us. In Christ's name I do pray. Amen. Mighty is our God, mighty is our King, mighty is our Lord, He's ruler of everything. Glory to our God, glory to our King, glory to our Lord, He's ruler of everything. His name is higher, higher than
thoughts here as we uh, gather around the Lord's table, I'd like to read a passage of scripture from 1 Peter chapter 1, verses uh, 3 through 9. That's 1 Peter 1, uh, 3 through 9, if you'd like to follow along. Peter writes, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. To obtain an inheritance which is imperishable, undefiled, and will not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, even though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been distressed by various trials, so that the proof of your faith 
being more precious than gold, which perishes, though tested by fire, may be found to result in praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And though you have not seen him, you love him. And though you do not see him now, but believe in him, you greatly rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, obtaining as the outcome of your faith the salvation of your souls. Let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, uh, we are gathered here together as people of, of, of like faith, your children, who even though we strive to, to do your will each day, we fall uh, tremendously short. We're thankful, Father, that, that the love that you have had and have always had for us in your creation, that uh, you made it possible to solve that problem. And you sent your son to this earth, and he lived a perfect life to give us the perfect example, and then ultimately died on the cross for our sins. And, and he not only died, Father, but he conquered uh, sin and death uh, in the process and, and rose again, Father. And we know that uh, because of him, uh, we will rise again one day uh, to be with you forever. Uh, Father, we pray that we'll live each day of our lives remembering this and keep Jesus as our focus. Uh, we just pray here as we uh, focus on uh, that great uh, sacrifice that he gave, that you bless each one of us, help us each to examine our hearts, our minds, and, and uh, our relationship with you. Father, we're thankful for the bread that we have here, which represents his body, and uh, we pray that each one will be blessed by being here this morning and and partaking of, of, of this together. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Let's pray together again. Father, you're an awesome God, and uh, it's hard for us to fathom sometimes uh, your, your power and love and uh, 
We're just thankful for it. We're thankful for the shed blood of Jesus, which uh, cleanses us from our sins each day. Father, help us just to strive to uh, be the people that you want us to be uh, each day in our homes and in our relationships with our family and friends and neighbors and at work and just so that uh, the world can see just a little bit of you through us. And we pray that as we do that, we'll give you the glory. Uh, as always, uh, just be with each one uh, here today. And we pray as we take this cup, that will be a time that we can uh, just recommit ourselves uh, in a greater way uh, for you. Uh, and we pray that we'll lean more on you uh, every day that we live. In Christ's name. song a little bit because we need some energy on this. I'm not going to say which team beat who, but just imagine that your favorite team just beat their biggest rival. I think we all know what that is. But this is the kind of energy we need on this song, so I need you to sing out and help me on this one. We haven't sang this one for a while, so but you'll get it. It's, a, it's an easy song. And after we sing this, we'll kind of have our few minutes of fellowship and Your light broke through my night, restored exceeding joy. Your grace fell like the rain and made this desert live. You have turned my morning into dancing. 
It's a year of Jubilee, and I'm sighing till salvation comes. We're going to run that chorus back one time, and we'll dismiss the kids with that. So that's your cue, kids, to run. Behold, he comes, riding on the clouds, shining like the sun. At the trumpet call, so lift your voice. It's a year of jubilee, and out of Zion till salvation comes. I don't know who the woo, the brave woo soul is out there, but thank you very much. We need to get a whole lot more woos in here. It's actually part of the song. Maybe you saw that, and it would behoove us. No, no offense to all of you who still need your coffee to wake up and everything. It would behoove us to have a little more energy with the good Lord. Hey, it's good to be with you this morning, Zach. Thanks for all of that, and Jeff for all of that, and Zane for the long reading this morning. I got a text from Zane after I sent that to him yesterday. He sent me back just two words. That's meaty. And I'm like, yes, you'll be all right. <laughs> hey, I appreciate you all. Let's pray together, and we'll keep going through the service. God, it's really good to be here with you today. It's good to be with friends and family and those we love so much. It's good to hear meaty verses read to us in the morning to remind us of your incredible word, your heart, and your love for us, the way that you care for us. Thank you for all who are here this morning. Man, it's fun to be in your family. It's fun to be a part of friendships and relationships like this. And God, I pray today that you would take the songs that we're singing, take the prayers that we're praying and the scriptures that we're reading the verses we go over and over, and this time now, Father, we look in your word and drive this stuff deep in our hearts, God. I pray that you would make a move in every one of us. I pray that all of us, everyone, 100% here and online today, cannot wrestle away from you doing something in us and with us and through us. We desperately need you. The world needs you, and the world needs you and us. So wake us up, God. Remind us and renew us today. Don't let these be just empty words, Father. We love you so much. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. It's good to be with you. So we're going to start a little something new here today. I didn't practice that line right there, a little something new. It sounded like a rock star, you know. I've got a little something we're going to sing for you right now. We're going to do something different now. We're moving into another series here called Patterns. And, you know, if you uh, live in life and you do... Um, there's a, good, there's a really good chance that you are someone who just sees those kinds of things. You can look around this room, and there's a quilt in the back that a lot of the wonderful ladies here made and kind of embraced all of sunshine at one time and put uh, that quilt together. And to make a quilt, you, gotta, you have a pattern, right? To, to the clothes you wear, there's a pattern. There's a pattern in how this room's set up. There are traffic patterns, weather patterns, relationship patterns. I, I, I'm hoping that, that there's a couple of things that we gained from this, one, that we begin to understand how God has, will help us get through something that is so preset for good, but so often it turns out to be something really bad. We can get into what we would call a rut. A rut is just a pattern. Get stuck in something that is not good and healthy. That's a pattern. And so we get into those kinds of cycles, those things, those patterns in our lives 
and God comes to us and, you know, tries to do something in us and through us, but we're stuck. We only have one go, woo. Why? Because we're in a pattern. The pattern is you behave in church. You do not get like this. You do not get undone. You do not come un- become undignified. You don't do those things here. It's a pattern. It's, it's, it's not acceptable, but all of a sudden the pattern is acceptable, right? And so what are we going to do about that kind of stuff? Well, we really are powerless to do anything about it. And that's why we're talking here now. But this will play out no matter who you are or what you're doing. If you just came because you had to, and you're incredibly sleepy right now, if you're watching online and you're like, oh, where's my biscuits and gravy, and you're nodding off because you're not really sure if you're all in right now, you can glean from this if you have no interest in God whatsoever. None. You have no interest in God, and you think I'm the most boring guy in the world. You will gain something from patterns. Well, I had a had a wonderful professor at OVU, and he was talking to some of us guys about some of the relationships we were in, and they weren't very good. He said, "Mr. Riley, how long are you going to put up with this?" I said, "What are you talking about?" Well, these boys, there's a pattern in their lives, and these girls you're hanging out with, there's a pattern in their lives, and you go through this pattern over and over again. What are you going to do about it? Before long, you're going to be with a bunch of boys, and your friends are going to be a bunch of jerks, and your wives are going to be a bunch of just people uninterested in God. You're at a Christian college. There's a pattern. They're not interested. And when they're not interested, just because you go to church doesn't mean you're going to wake up ever. You can just have a pattern of coming to church, 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 coming to church. And on Judgment Day, you're like, God, what? You don't know me? Yeah, you developed the pattern. You were disinterested in me all your life. You went to church, hung out, sung a song half asleep, taught your neighbors to be afraid to sing. The pattern that you helped develop there was influenced other people. And I'm telling you, to break the patterns are very important. But you're powerless to do them, to do that by yourself. Okay, so let's move on just a little bit here. Let's keep thinking, keep our hearts open, keep our minds open about patterns. Patterns, this is a a good definition of it, a good working definition, regularities that we can perceive. Music is one of the best examples of understanding a pattern. When you hear a song, you can easily perceive the tune because it follows a pattern. If there is even a small discrepancy, you can easily detect it. You know those things, you just see those kinds of things. You see cornrows, you see fence rows, you see someone mow their lawn, you're like, oh, pattern. Some of you guys are going, oh, I never thought about that before. I saw the lines, but I never thought it was a pattern, you know. People plant orchards and do all kinds of things like that. It's a pattern. Patterns in everything you do. Sometimes it's like, I can't get those patterns out of my head, you know. And so that's very important. But here's what... Here's what scripture tells us. When Paul writes in Romans 12 to the the Christian folks, he's talking about all that God has done. He gets to chapter 12 and he says, In view of God's mercy for you, offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. Don't conform any longer. Conform. Don't go along with. Don't become like. Don't conform any longer to the patterns of this world. Don't conform any longer to the patterns of this world. And, 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 and the more you find yourself fitting, you might want to kind of give yourself a little shake because you might be really just falling in line with another pattern. We're going to talk about some of that, and maybe we'll find ourselves in those things. So the big one for us this morning that I want to go into is the pattern of noise. 
the pattern of noise in our lives. You know, my, my mom used to be crazy about the noise that the kids, that we kids could bring in our house. And she said, I just, I just need a little peace and quiet. I didn't have a clue what she meant because I was doing my thing and wasn't thinking about it, right? But, but noise is a huge issue in our world today. We're, we're not talking about this kind of stuff, though this is important, right? Cars, you hear them all the time. I remember in 2020, one of the craziest things coming here to video and to, to, to record our services was there was no noise, no trains, no planes, no cars on the highway, no semis on the highway. It was so quiet around here. It was eerie all the time. Nobody in the pews, no noise at all. You know, you have cars, motorcycles, trucks, trains, planes, factories, uh, you know, tractors, combines. I mean, everything is making noise. There's always noise. There's a new, um, over here by the, uh, the sewage plant that has motors running all the time. There's also a new factory in it. It has massive fans running all the time. You try to get over here a little, for a little peace and quiet sometimes. In one area, you're just like, mm. it's like, where's all the noise coming from? There's so much noise. There's other noises you hear also in life, right? You get these animals and birds and insects and frogs. You go outside at night. It's like, wow, it is so loud. That when you get somewhere where there's no noise, it's almost, it puts this pressure on your ears. And you're like, it's so quiet. I don't know what to do with myself. I got to turn on my white noise so I can sleep. I got to turn on my, I got to do something because it's too quiet. I'm so used to noise. I'm so used to something going on. I don't know how to not have noise in my world. And what you don't understand is noise raises the pulse, raises the blood pressure. It does a lot of things to keep us away from peace. A lot of things to keep us from peace, the noise that we accept in our world. But, but I'm not talking really about audible noise, and I think we know that by now, right? We're not talking so much about audible noise. We're talking about the noise that is in our lives that races the, the it speeds up the, the, the firing of our brain neurons. It races our heart and those kinds of things. So look at a few of them right now, okay? One of them is schedule, man. You talk about noise, Try to get someone alone uh, for a little while. Hey, I'm really struggling with this talk. I don't know when I can talk, man. My schedule's so crazy, and it's at me all the time. I got to do this, then I got to do this. What about next week? Oh, next week's worse. Or what about the next week? It's even worse. I don't know what to do. It's crazy. We, we, we really hope to become something one day, and to become something that's in the back of our minds that you would have a schedule and people would find you valuable, and before long, your schedule owns you. The noise of your schedule now is taking everything from your life, all your free time, all your hope. You take it home, you go to bed with it, and you wake up the next morning, and it's like schedule, 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 and most of you say amen. That's true. And if I don't have a schedule, I'm so used to having a schedule. Now my anxiety is ramped up because I'm supposed to be doing something. Now I feel weird about not being busy, so I've got to make myself busy. Schedules are bad, 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 bad uh, noise in our lives. Another noise, television. I mean, there's always something going on. How comfortable are you at home without that thing on? It's so, so addicted to just having noise. And some of you all would say, well, you know, I don't listen to my TV anymore. And I would say, I know you don't. Because we went from not being able to eat dinner because we had to watch that one-hour TV show together. Couldn't eat dinner together because the TV was on. Now we can't watch a TV show for one hour. It was like when I was a kid. Simpsons were so bad. I wasn't allowed to watch, um, um, I wasn't allowed to watch MTV. I, wasn't, I, I loved SportsCenter, but it was just so you know, consuming. My mom didn't want to watch that. And then the Simpsons came on, and you so could never watch Simpsons. And now Simpsons are like, oh, that seems pretty clean. Nowadays, how will we ever get in trouble for watching the Simpsons? 
right? So, so we're like, you can't sit at dinner because you're always on TV. Now you're like, you can't even watch a... Wouldn't you love to just sit down and watch an hour TV show so you're all doing the same thing for once? Well, no, we can't do that. Scroll, scroll, scroll. I've got arthritis in my hand. I'm cramping. I've got inflammation in my elbow from my Prizac. We know how this works. Because we're, we're so, there's just so much noise going on all the time in our world. There's just noise. It's in your hand. It's in your head. Switchfoot wrote a song called um, Adding to the Noise. And it was a little play on words. If we're adding to the noise, turn off this song. And I thought, that's really cool because you wouldn't get a, no one would buy it if you actually turn off the song. But the point you're making is this is just part of the noise. Turn off the song. Just quit because the noise is killing you, right? The noise is just, and then advertising, right? We've said this before years ago, like 10 years ago. They're thinking four to 6,000 advertisements you see a day. No, it's like 18 to 20,000. And Jacob Bowe's got better stats on that recently. It's crazy though, right, Jacob Bowe? It's nuts the way you're inundated. The noise in your head from somebody else not renting that space. You don't own this. You do not own your mind anymore. There is so much noise up here. And I know you think you do but you don't. And I know you agree with me and you'll still say, no, I do. I own my, uh, no, you don't. It's rented for free and you don't own it. The news, uh, we don't even need to <laughs> go here. <laughs> it's all bad because of, no, it's all good because, of, no, that's really bad because, of, no, it's really good. There's no, yeah, no, turn it off. But here's an interesting noise. Here's an interesting noise. And we would say that this works really hard against or is really difficult, you know, toward junior high, high school, college, but it doesn't. We're all being really careful about how we measure our words. We're all watching really carefully how we dress, what we do, how we say it, because everybody wants to fit with somebody. And everything you do is measured or so much of what you do is measured by that noise. You don't know who you are because somebody else's noise in your head needs their acceptance so badly. And God's saying, I'm enough for you. It doesn't matter what they say. And I'm enough for them. No matter what you say, I am their God. I am their creator. And I made them well. And it's not your place to make a decision about how they're doing. It's mine. And so, so the power of, but, of popularity, though, and, and, and there with it of fitting in, making sure that you're connected well, all of that goes back to this noise. There's so much noise. I never get to find out. I never get to understand who is Jamie Riley really. Not, can, not, not, in, not that nothing to do with any of you. You have no bearing, no say, nothing in who I am. Only God. That's it. But I don't know that. I remember when Kendall was, you know, she's growing up and you're, people are saying, when are you going to, when will she date? When should, sorry, Ken, I should have asked you about this. It's just popping out here. I'm going to work on it later. We'll apologize. We'll get ice cream. You can buy me ice cream or something. But, um, but it, you know, you, you get in this moment. So I remember saying, you know, you're only 14. You're only 15. You're too young to have some guy telling you he likes your hair, doesn't like your hair. He likes your clothes, he doesn't like your clothes. You're so influential at those ages. If God blows something up and it's right there and he's a godly person, let's go. But if not, you're still too young, every one of you. You're too young to have somebody saying what they think about what you're doing. You understand that. You're all too young for that. 
God is the only one. There's so much noise. Well, my wife doesn't like, well, my husband doesn't like, well, get that relationship right. But God made, only God made you. He had a plan for you. It was nobody else's plan. And so the fitting in and the popularity and the, ah, it's not going to work if, okay, then quit. Which goes to another one that's not up here. The noise in our world today of, of, of just when your husband doesn't work right for you, your spouse doesn't work right for you, just get rid of them and do something else. Man, there's never a pattern in Scripture, never an option in Scripture to play that game. Never, ever, 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 ever. You're going to be in a mess your whole life, and you're going to struggle your whole life. You're dealing with another human being who's dealing with other human beings and dealing with other human beings. It's a battle. But it's a real test of your faithfulness to God and his faithfulness to you. We don't fall apart. God does never, doesn't ever quit on you. And one of the witnesses in our lives is that you don't quit on me and I don't quit on you. That's how it works. You don't do that. But the pattern of the world says do what you do. You're done with this, do something else. You're done with that, do something else. I work with college students who try to make a bad dating relationship work harder than most marriages try to make their marriage work. Amen, Jamie. I'll amen myself on that. I work with knucklehead college students that try to make horrible dating relationships work. Yeah, maybe it's my fault. It's not. It's both of your fault. You're not made for one another. Run because you're going to get married one day and you don't have that option. The pattern. Work harder in dating because you don't want to be alone than you do in marriage because you really like to be alone. That's not good. It's totally wrong. I've got to go faster. The consumer indictment, consumerism indictment, the, 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 that you, that's just who you're going to be. You know, that indictment part seemed really good when I threw it out there. I woke up this morning and saw this again. I'm like, you know, you didn't need that on there. Just a little real talk for a moment, you know. But, the, but that, that we are so indicted there. It's just real. There's no way around it. The, the absolute obsession with more, 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 more. You can't even think about it, man. Someone tells you you need it and you're on it. Somebody says, this is the coolest thing ever, the greatest driver ever. It's the upgraded version of the one you bought last fall. It's like, oh, last fall, they have had to come up with some serious technology if it's better than the last one. Mm, yeah, I asked the pro, and he said, oh, yeah, they changed the wording, like the wording was on the top, and now the wording's on the back. Is that going to help my ball fly further? Not really. You fell for the consumer market. You fell for the plan, right? And then the other one that's really close to that materialism, the noise of just had the, not, not, the, not the going in after, but the loving of it. I just love what I have. And man, if I, and we get so owned into it and we buy into it, the noise, the noise, the noise of pleasure from one high to another, from one rush to another, from one thing to another. Life's not enough for me to be bored in. I've got to be entertained all the time. Maybe it goes deeper. Maybe some of you flip through your phone and, 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 and get this in, in, in ways that rushes dopamine and serotonin and stuff into your brain and there's a, there's a pattern and a fix and there's an addiction and pleasure becomes that pattern that is so crushing for you, for people around you, for family members. The instant gratification. As you see these patterns, right? These, these patterns, you'll see cornrows, right? You see lawn mowing. You see traffic patterns. You see weather patterns. You see these patterns in our lives. I can't wait for this. 
I have no patience to wait anymore. I can't wait for you to grow up. I can't wait for you to mature. I can't wait for you to understand. I can't wait for you to, I'm not waiting any longer on any of this. Just a few more. Maybe this is the last one. But the patterns in music. The, the, you know, we talked about the pattern already in, in how music is going, but the pattern of music, you know, it gets a little bit rawer all the time. It gets a little bit weirder all the time. But here, here's what I really want to talk about is, is how music influences you personally. There is, the scripture is really clear. It says, above all else, guard your heart because it becomes a wellspring of life. And, and what you think in your heart, that's who you are. And so if I'm constantly taking in, and it's not just music, it's, I love, by the way, really enjoy social media. I don't think anybody has any more uh, than I have. Not that this is a uh, comparing thing whatsoever, but you know, there's a little connection there with people. Um, but but, but, but the, what you take in, what's going into my head, what's going into my heart, what's going to my ears, what's going into my eyes, that's who I am. There's no way around it. You can't say, I just like the beat of this song. You like the beat of the song, but there's like 50 like, words I'm not even allowed to say. My mom would come from heaven and wash my mouth out right now. I mean, it's not, do you do know? And it's not just, to, oh, there's no cuss. No, but there's a really, really, really explicit innuendo um, that makes me think, wow, okay, so I don't have to guess what this song's about. And when you take it in and take it in, you, I mean, you don't go around hanging out with people with colds. You don't go around hanging out with people with COVID. You don't hang around people with flu. But to just hang out with stuff that's being poured into your head and poured into your heart and thinking that you, of all people, are above it. Or maybe you don't care. Because it is a pattern. And you're not above the patterns. What's confusing about patterns is, is usually they're so subtle. You can see a cornrow. You can see a mowed, a mowed lawn. You can see a traffic pattern. You can see the weather flow in. But you don't see the other stuff so well. And that's the tricky part about it all. So what do you do when you get to these places? What do you do when you get stuck in a pattern and you can't get out? If you, if you watch sports, okay, you're watching sports and, and you enjoy sports at all, I would try to say something else, but I, it wouldn't really fit. I guess when you, when, if you were in court and somebody started taking something down a, a route that they were kind of ranting on and, and kind of getting off track, someone would say, objection, and, and your honor would say, sustained or denied. <laughs> Watch Matlock a few times. But in sports, you're in, a, you're in a football game, and one of the teams starts to get in a rhythm, and, and, they're, and they're really kind of just taking over the game, and the other team can't stop them. The coach calls a timeout. What he's doing, he's breaking the rhythm. He's breaking the pattern. We got coaches here, basketball coaches and stuff like that. When the other team starts making a run, what's the coach do? I got to break this run. I got to stop this. He calls a timeout. We got to do something different. We got volleyball players. We know we talk about icing the kicker, icing the server, doing whatever. You call a timeout. You shut down this pattern because something else has to happen. We got to kill this momentum. And so what God says, you know, God calls a timeout. He's like, hey, you're struggling. I got a timeout for you. It's on us whether or not we run to the coach and say, all right, let's talk this over. What am I going to do? And God says, timeout. This is a mess, man. <laughs> you're falling for everything. No, no matter what they do, they're just running right past your defense or running right past your will, your strength, all those kinds of things. You've got none. 
what am I going to do? And God's like, I've got a plan for you. Time out. And he gets out the board and he starts drawing up plays. He starts reminding us what this is really supposed to look like. This isn't me. Listen. This is really important for you. It's important for every one of us. This is huge. Because sometimes this is really going to matter to you. It would be awesome if it mattered today, but sometimes it's really going to matter. It used to not matter to me at all. But sometimes it's really going to matter. So the coach calls a timeout, and he says, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And you're like, I'm just in my fields, man. I'm just doing what I, I this is what I like. He's like, I don't care. I didn't make you to get run over. I didn't make you to get destroyed in this. Like, I didn't make you to get lost in it. I made you to live well and then give your life to me so that other people can be taught, that you can break these patterns, and they can have some kind of hope. So what do you do? Well, what did Jesus do? You want to talk about noise, man. You've never dealt with difficulties like Jesus dealt with. People that Jesus had to deal with, the brokenness and the lostness and the hopelessness and all of those things. And he's always trying to give them food so they can meet their heart's needs. He's trying to heal them so he can really get to their spirit. He's trying to help them see so that he can somehow talk to their souls. And while he's doing all that, people are trying to kill him because he's really helping people. Oh, you're going to help people? Well, we got to get rid of you. There's a pattern in his world, and it's, the pattern is, I want you to die so you will shut up. His, his desire is, I want to serve you, and I want to love you so that I can save you. And then all this noise keeps coming together, and every time he tries to get a break, there's somebody else. He's trying to help somebody, and there's somebody else who is trying to help somebody, trying to help somebody, and trying to help somebody. There's someone else that needs him as well. He can't even get away for a minute to talk to his disciples, because as soon as he gets the other side of the, 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 the sea, there are people there waiting on him. They ran around the lake while he was just going across. You talk about noise. God's pattern for noise is silence. His pattern for noise, the constant overall just battle in your head and battle in your heart is silence. Shh. Chill, bro. You play too much. You got to take a break here, man. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Luke says, but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and just hung out with God. When we go to Honduras, I always say the minute that I show up here, here to load the van, some of you guys know this well, to the time I come home. I mean, we go to 100, we, we're in a hotel room together. I don't get to be in the bathroom by myself. It's nothing like home. There's a dude in the bathroom. There's a guy showering. There's a guy I'm showering. There's a guy shaving, showering. I mean, it's just going on all the time. You get up, you go to, and when you lay in bed at night, there's you know, big trucks going up the mountain beside you, just noise all the time, and a little gunfire, but whatever. And there's just something always going on all the time there. And, and so when I get home, I mean, I get home and I get out here and I'm amazed at how quiet. Tegucigalpa is a really noisy city anyway, but you get home and it's so quiet. So many times I have, have gotten home and before I even go to, go to my house, I go back here and I take a walk at three in the morning and just pray. It's so quiet. It's so nice. It's recalibrating. 
Thank you, God, for what you've done. Thank you for how you've blessed us. Thank you for the way you take care of us. Jesus' remedy for his busyness, for the crazy in his world, the Son of God, God himself in the flesh here on this planet, did not think that he was above the noise. They didn't think it was above distracting him. He wasn't above that it had some effect on him. So he made sure to get away and chill. Get away and be with God. Get away and just shut it down. I'm not doing this pace anymore. I'm not doing this anymore. And he found a way. I don't have time. He didn't have time. He got up really early to make sure he did. And so scripture, you know, in 1 Timothy, here's, here's something that we can wrestle with here. I urge you then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercessions, thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may, we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. That's a little difficult to take in. So the message says it like this. The first thing I want you to do is pray. It's, the, it's, the, it's what he's saying. You see these two. Pray, even, pray every way you know how. For everyone you know, Pray especially for rulers and their governments to rule well so we can be quietly about our business of living simply and humble contemplation. This is the way our Savior God wants us to live. Wait, wait, wait. In content. Well, you mean I'm supposed to think? <laughs> you mean I'm supposed to have a way to think in all this? Like I'm supposed to be complete. Com- com- good night. That's a hard word to say. Contemplative, can, cont- I'm supposed to comp- I'm supposed to think, contemplate, 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 contemplative. I can't, I can't find it. I'm supposed to think. Yeah, you're talking about noise right now. I'm supposed to think. I'm to contemplate things of God, things of relationship, things of the world, and put them together in Him. I'm supposed to like be here. I don't have time. I don't have time to think my own thoughts. I don't have time to wrestle with my own thoughts, let alone somebody else's. But that's what the scripture tells me, man. You're supposed to, man, come on. This is how your life gets balanced. This is how you learn to be and not wrestle with all this noise. Moses answered the people. This is when, when the Israelites are like threatened by, they've been set out of Egypt. And now Pharaoh's now chasing them. There's, a, there's an ocean on one side or sea on one side and, and, the, and, the, and Pharaoh and all his bad people on the other. Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you'll never see again. The Lord will fight your fight. You need only to be still. Settle down. Be still. So move three. We're done with this in just a moment. The third thing here though, okay, we got, we got, we have, you know, this noise. We got the call to silence. I mean, you see Jesus being this way, but, but, but everything comes down to what you decide on this for you. Because then what I decide for this on me, because I can just stay in these patterns. I can stay in these ruts. I can fall for this stuff. I can do whatever. But here's, here is a, here's a call to your heart and my heart about what I would really, what I would really need to do if I'm going to allow God to, when he, when he says, don't conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be, but be, transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's his answer to all this noise. I got to change my mind. The only place, that, only stuff, place that's going to happen is if I find a place uh, to create a heart posture of actively listening and seeking God by his guidance, 
by withdrawing to a quiet somewhere, I got to slow down. Somewhere I got to get quiet. And somewhere I got to intentionally hunt for him. He's not going to make me think his thoughts. He's not going to make me want his way. He's very content to save you and love you forever. And he's very content to love you forever doing your own knuckle-headed, wasted life stuff because it's there for the taking and he won't make you make another decision. That's a really weird phrase to say, knuckle-headed, wasted life. In Chronicles, writer says, give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name, make known among the nations what he's done, sing to him, sing praise to him, tell of all his wonderful acts, glory in his holy name, let the hearts who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and his strength, seek his face always. Get in his face. That's what you do with people you love. That's what you do with people whose influence you want in your life. When you're trying to get their advice, you're trying to get, how do we do this? How's it work out? And, and then, as Zane wet read so well today, and all this noise and all that's going on in the world today, this is your sweet spot. It says, we still know that I am God. I'll be exalted among the nations. I'll be exalted in the earth. And I appreciate you guys. You're awesome. I love you very much. but I love you too much, and I do, for us to battle constantly with patterns and wrestling and struggles that keep us tracking in a wrong direction versus a place where God would dial us in so that we could be tighter and closer to him. We need one another's help in this. We see this kind of stuff happening all the time. You can see it as plain as can be. I hear you. When someone struggles, I hear you say, hey, they're struggling. That's right. It's been going on for a while, so you recognize the pattern. Yeah, what are you doing about the pattern? Well, Jamie, I thought you, me? You saw it. You got the call on you, baby. God made you his child, and when one of your brothers and sisters wrestle, it's your call to do something about it. We're pattern breakers. We're, we, we, and God, we're life changers. But you've got to let yourself get there before you can do it for anybody else. If you're struggling in any way with all of this, you can come forward. One of our elders who are constantly wrestling with patterns in their lives as well, they can explain to you very plainly, I get it, I battle too. They'll help you, they'll encourage you, they'll love you, and who else would you want to talk to but someone who understands it? You can come forward, they'll help you with that. They'll encourage you in that. God will help you with that. If you're struggling, in, if, you've, if you've never given your life to Jesus, it's a great time for, to, to be immersed into him. The story that, that pattern breaking can happen, the story that there's hope, the story that all that is real is that Jesus came and died on the cross for your sin, for all the broken and lost ruts we're in, patterns we fall into. Whatever you desire, why don't you come as we stand and sing? Precious Redeemer and friend, who would have thought that a lamb could rescue the souls of men? Oh, you rescue the souls of men. You are the one that we praise. You are the one we adore. You give the healing and grace our hearts always hunger for. Oh, our hearts 
tongue of war. Counselor, comforter, keeper, spirit we long to embrace. You offer hope when our hearts have hopelessly lost our way. Oh, we've hopelessly lost our way. Almighty, infinite Father, faithfully loving your own, here in our weakness you find us falling before your throne. Oh, we're falling before your throne. You are the one that we praise. You are the one we adore. You give the healing and grace our hearts always hunger for. Oh, our hearts always hunger Morning, sunshine. Just have a few things to uh, refresh your mind on in the uh, in the bulletin. Uh, first of all, we had a great day last Sunday out out at the farm, and uh, if you missed it, you missed a good time. I want to thank the deacons for all the work they did putting that together. It's always a great time of uh, fun and fellowship and food and worship and it's just a good day so we want to thank those involved in that uh, a couple of things that are coming up in the future if you'll highlight these in your bulletin the uh, round lake men's retreat is coming up in september 22 and 23 uh, the fall harvest party at Des dresbach's farm uh, october 21 keep that in mind and uh, our home groups starting in October the 8th. And I'll mention along with that, if you miss, uh, you miss my family, the last half of October, we plan to be uh, visiting my brother in Colorado, so we'll miss quite a few of those home groups. I didn't have any updates on uh, the uh, prayer list. But if you know somebody, uh, please make it be known. I wanted to, I wanted to talk a little bit about the, uh, the 23rd Psalm. Uh, <clears throat> I remember, I always smile when I think about this anymore, but when I was a young boy, probably 10 or 12 years old, in Bible class, we, we had to memorize the 23rd Psalm. And I was really confused. When it says, the Lord is my shepherd, <clears throat> I shall not want. And I thought, I'm supposed to want the shepherd. Why would I not want him? But it says, the Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want. And it just points out that 
you know, today we need to we need to use translations that talk like we do. Uh, we're not living in the 17th century. We're in the 21st century, and words change and meanings change. And uh, so, anyway, you know, later I figured that out. But it's just a, it was an unnecessary confusion if we used a proper translation. So the, the Bible that I use, I want to read the 23rd Psalm in today's language. The Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. He gives me rest in green pastures. He leads me to calm water. He gives me new strength. For the good of his name, he leads me on paths that are right. Even if I walk through a very dark valley, I will not be afraid because you are with me. Your rod and your walking stick comfort me. I can relate to that walking stick now. You prepare a meal for me in front of my enemies. You pour oil on my head, and you give me more than I can hold. Surely your goodness and love will be with me all my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. So I encourage you to get a, uh, a good modern translation that will mean a lot to you. If you will stand with me now, we'll be dismissed. Father in heaven, we're thankful uh, for our service this morning. We're thankful for everyone that's here. Uh, we're thankful for Jamie's lesson. And we just ask you to go with us as we leave and help us to keep you in mind in the forefront of our thoughts always. In Jesus' name.